perfect timing. Gotta love that uh, I start right when uh, an ambulance is going down the street. But uh, hello. Look, everyone's excited for this episode of Marvel Rewind so much that the, uh, you know, 911's being called. But uh, welcome to another episode of the Marvel Rewind, episode number five, in this case, for the Miss Marvel series. Um, I can't get over how perfectly timed that was. But uh, yes, Jake and I both got the memo that today is a red colored day, apparently. Um, but yeah, there's a specific reason why, Brian, and it has to do with this episode. Oh, can you, pin, yes. can you pinpoint it? You can pinpoint it, right? Yeah, I can. Very good. Clever, yeah, clever, clever. But uh, before we get started, how you doing? Good, sir. I'm good. Uh, been a little bit of a longer day with work, but I'm off and uh, we're late on my account because I was dealing with the dogs. Um, one was locked up all day, one was in the backyard all day. Uh, so I had to make sure that they were settled before we jumped on here, but um. No, I'm, I'm, uh, this episode's interesting. This episode is interesting and it's going to create a very, it's going to, it's going to create an interesting conversation. I, it's cause we only have one left and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll save it all for the conversation. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Not too bad. Starting to get a little hotter. Uh, wouldn't mind that to not. What? It's not even that hot outside. I'm on the second floor. So I'm closer, to, not the that I'm hot closer to the sun than you are. So it's a little bit. But um, should we just dive straight into it? Yeah. I'm I, Before that, I'm loving that everyone is still going crazy from little plug last night's um, schmodown of talking about whiskey. Like that's my whole entire stream has been whiskey talk. And I'm like, I have no business in this. So um, yeah, if you're into a certain point of view continue but uh in this case we're here for miss marvel i effing loved this episode hey it was a great episode so before we get into it brian i don't know if you've seen it but have you seen the <laughs> online chatter of people um not bashing okay people criticizing because iman oh my god wait, valani valani um, that she, quotes she barely was in an episode of her own TV show. People are actually coming after the show and the writers and Marvel because she was barely in an episode of her own TV show. That is that is currently where we are at in fandom. Morons, <laughs> morons. Anyway, go ahead. I no, I have not seen that. That is comical to me because the story tells her story. So yeah, of course it's important to have her involved, but if you're going to tell this person's story, you need that. That looks good. What are you drinking? That's just a protein shake? shake. A protein shake. Oh, okay. Um, I thought maybe you snuck something from Dutch Bros and just poured in a but um I wish. I wish. Yeah. That is absolute ridiculous that people are complaining about this because this is honestly one of maybe my favorite Disney Plus episodes ever. Out of all of them. All of them. So, I cannot get over how good this episode is. So I will say that it, and I obviously would have to go back and watch, but I think it might be the most important Disney Plus 
episode that we've ever gotten for Marvel. Um, not just in the sense of the Kamala Khan story, um, but as far as historical events. Uh, we talked about it last week, how Watchmen did, um, you know, that that terrible tragedy at the beginning of their show Tulsa, for their right? one season. Yeah, yeah the, Tuls the Tulsa uh, massacre. massacre. Um, but I think, you know, this obviously tells a, a not a better version, but a little bit of a lighter version of terrifying events. You know, it's not as horrific, or at least it wasn't portrayed as horrific. Um it's hard to say it's it's one of my favorites or the best just because there's been so many episodes and I don't remember every single one of them. I know that I loved episodes of Loki and WandaVision and Falcon and all these other shows that were happening. I've loved so many of those episodes, um, but it is without a doubt one of the best written and directed and important episodes that we've ever gotten when it comes to MCU television. Um, and I'm not afraid that it might be to say that it might be the single most important one just because of the events that were taking place. Um, I also love Aisha, love her, she, like absolutely love her. And I'm so bummed that we're not going to get her anymore. Uh, I really thought there was a slight chance that, there, that we were going to get her that like maybe, you know, she got away somehow or, you know, there was a separation and she had to go into hiding or whatever, but you know, spoiler alert, unfortunately, uh, she was killed. Um, but By Najma. Yeah, and, and obviously it was for a reason, and and she protected her family and, and set the path forward for Kamala to eventually become there. But what a cool moment to see them kind of come face to face. And it was a bummer that Aisha didn't know that it was Kamala rather than thinking it was her own daughter, which I think is okay as far as how the story goes. And, yeah. Uh, it meant more to Aisha thinking that rather than Kamala trying to be like, no, I'm your great granddaughter, actually. Um, you know, especially in the moment, obviously. But uh, yeah, I just, I really love, because we've been talking about it. And, and I think both of us have talked about how we really want to see the flashback. We want to see the story of what happened. Because mm -hmm. it's been talked about the entire season, right? Of Aisha and, and the partition and all that stuff. And like the separation of, the Indian and Muslim cultures uh, from, from, you know, the British empire essentially. And um, not only did we get that, but we got the story of Kamala's heritage and uh, what a great way to tell it. Like I thought it was fantastic. And um, again, I love Aisha. I love her. I, I'm so bummed. We're not going to get her anymore. Same. Like that, really, really bummed that we're not going to get her anymore. Right? I really want to see more of the two actors that the great, played mom and dad the great grandparents yeah they were we also didn't get to see her use the powers which was a big bummer like yeah i wanted to see her unlock that freaking bangle for a second man i and i thought for sure she was going to be the one that like sends the stars or whatever if mm. you want to call it um but what a cool realization for kamala realizing the entire family story everything that's been talked about was about her yeah that's it's, cool. And it's funny because I know a lot of people <laughs> um, last week in the chat were saying that we were going to get a uh, Prisoner of Azkaban moment where it's like the time yeah. turner and you guys nailed it on the head. I didn't think it was going to be that. Um, Did I bring that up? I thought I think I brought that up, right? I, yeah. I have no idea I if it was in the chat or I remember seeing it in the chat. Someone saying that 
they thought um, it might have been brought up from that. But um, yeah, it literally, I like, I'm not kidding when I said like, I was like tearing up at certain points at like it for these characters that I just met. Like, well, it's when she leaves her daughter. Yeah. Like everything. When she leaves like, her. Yeah. Like it was just like heartbreaking. And it was just like, oh my God, like this is like a, a real, like, anytime that like I can learn a little bit about something like this through a TV show, uh, something I enjoy, like Gordon, I, you're, I think it was you that and I remember popping. Gordon's up. trying to take my spotlight. I see you, Gordon. I see you. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's well, I, and again, I know we talked about it, how obviously it's not going to be something in American history that you're going to learn, but like I've learned so much about the partition in five weeks that I would have never, ever, ever, I, ever even known. So I'm like, and, and we talked about the episode overall anyway, but or at the start, um, I am obsessed with how the episode started oh, with the old school, like clips that were playing at the very it beginning. Some, it, it gave me Indiana Jones. Oh like, my God. I was just going to say that. Oh, I'm it was sorry. totally, totally Indiana Jones and specifically the ride from Disneyland. Cause that's what they do on the uh -huh. screen. You know, when they kind of introduce you to what's going on for the story, it was a total like flashback of you a hundred percent. It was a total indie move. I love that they did it, but I also really love it because we've been, we've spent four weeks hearing partition partition from not just Kamala's family, but her friends and their families, etc. Um, But now obviously we had like the basics of what it was. And like, it was the clearing and separation of these two cultures and because of the British ruling and, and all of this stuff. But then when we get to all these flashbacks and this narration and everything, it's like this whole flooding of information that we've never heard of before in the perfect in like the best way possible it wasn't like an overload or anything yeah. it was exactly what was needed because last week right we see her time travel to the back and we're like oh my god she's there like she's actually there but now instead of just picking right back up with her they had the absolute like um for lack of a better term the balls to start the entire episode with not just the information of the partition but Aisha leading up to then seeing Kamala for the last like what 10 minutes of the show? If that. episode? Like it she wasn't in it obviously very much. She was in it for that one moment with Aisha, and then she traveled back to to the moment where that void opens up. Um like it it takes a lot to do that. And when your star of the show is obviously Kamala and and Imani Valon, and and then you go and you're like, you know what? No. This is so important. We're going to dedicate an entire episode to telling this story. Absolutely. And they did it great. And like you, there's a lot of people out there just like you who are saying, this might be my favorite episode they've ever done in anything Marvel TV, it which is just, so great. It was so beautifully done and directed and everything. Like it, I, I was blown away by it. Blown away. And I didn't stay up till midnight with, uh, to watch it. I ended up going to bed and waking up and watching it, which I'm kind of glad I did because I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated it like being half groggy, like ready to fall asleep. Um, but it was just so, 
I just the way it was shot from beginning to like end and just the characters that they had just everything everything about it was just so it drew me i don't think i touched my phone like which is the, which that's a big thing for you yeah uh it just literally was just drawn into it and how it just drops ends on a dime where i'm just like no like i need some more it's just it was so well done and the amount of time each episode has had has been perfect every this single one clocked in around like 40 minutes i want to say was it it didn't feel I like think, it. I mean, I think it was around it. I know. Uh, I think it was around 40 minutes after all the credits and stuff. By the way, uh, I love that the credits were in Muslim. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the what the language Arabic. is called. Yeah, Arabic. Thank you. Um, it. I was waiting for it to kind of transition into like saying Miss Marvel, but I love that it was just all Arabic. Like, what a cool way to. If we're wrong, adapt. I believe it is Arabic, but if yeah. We're wrong, and, we're not trying to, yeah, it's, it's not just not hundred percent sure. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I love that they are, we, we talked about this with Shang-Chi. We've talked about this with, you know, certain aspects of Eternals. Um, we just talked about it last night with everything everywhere all at once, um, because of the representation. That's what Marvel is heavily focused on now. Yeah. You know, there's a giant conversation about this new phase of Marvel movies and how, Maybe they aren't as connected or great or, you know, the continuity isn't as clear yet. But what we know so far is that the representation is the single most important thing that they are doing. Every single right? Every single Shang-Chi, uh, Moon Knight, now Miss Marvel, the three Eternals. that really kind of... Yeah, like Eternals has it with certain characters. Captain America, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, obviously a, a, a person of color taking over the shield from Cap and, and different aspects of that. But like it's clear that that is what their goal is. And it's been talked about for so long, uh, so many years through the comic book genre and just in, in film in general. Um, but it's, it's so great to see because like, and we've talked about it throughout this, this show, how for us, it's something completely new and we're learning about so many new things, but in the best way possible. Um, in a way that we're, we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And, and this episode was like, the final nail in the coffin of being like this, like this show is about this. Yeah. It's not like, we don't care about, we don't right now. We don't care about connecting the dots to Captain Marvel, or we don't care about connecting the dots to forgetting theory or whatever. They are so, and I, I said it in like maybe two or three episodes ago. They are so focused on the character of Kamala Khan, yeah. not Miss Marvel. Oh, thank you. Urdu, John. And Urdu. which is said in the subtitles. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank that you. It, yes, it, the language is Urdu. So thank you. Uh, I just I love that, and that's just, that went also for uh, Moon Knight, right? And, and that they were focused on the characters rather than just the superhero. I think so far, Miss Marvel's doing it the best. It is a hundred percent focused on Miss or uh, Kamala Khan, her heritage, her people, her culture, and it's just it's it's such a great, cool, fun watch every week because it's literally like we're getting a history lesson lesson every Wednesday. It's yeah. so fun. It's like I said from the beginning, I had no idea what partition was. I didn't know it was in 1942 that it was the separation of India and, um, and Pakistan and that it was the Hindus of India based and the Muslims uh, fleeing to Pakistan. Like it, none of that. 
I knew none of that. And in five episodes of a Marvel superhero show, I have learned more about that than I ever did in history. It's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible. That's the California education system for you right there, guys. If you want to know, there you go. United States education system. California is pretty terrible, though. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, it's just, I appreciate it. I appreciate learning these things and just, it's so interesting. And I've tweeted it today, the storytelling, the way they are telling these stories, these writers are just and it, it comes from writers being of that culture and representation because they're not going to half-ass it. You're not going to just get some random white people that are going to just tell the story of a Muslim family. Like uh-huh. we wouldn't be getting this if it was that type of way. So it's, it's the representation through and through from the bottom, which is the people creating the show to the people that are, the ones acting the show and it's you can tell by how great it is and honestly to those people that are bagging the show as boring and stuff i feel so bad for you they suck they suck those people they suck yeah i I just feel bad that you are not enjoying something that is incredible and the story the storytelling is the best part of this whole entire thing like it's just i i love it it's Miss Marvel might be my second favorite show under WandaVision. And it's not even over yet. It's just an over Moon Knight. I think it's better than Moon Knight. And like that, uh, I, think, I think it is too, 100%. Um, Moon Knight was very inconsistent in parts. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah. Let's get into some MCU stuff though, Brian. <laughs> like, like we are called Marvel Rewind for a reason. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, and I always forget her name. Is it Najma? Najma? The SOB is gone, but she seems to have transferred powers to her son, so, which is interesting. I have a theory behind this. Okay, shoot shoot it. Are, by the way, is do you know if he's a character that's from the comic books? Kamran? Yeah. yeah. Is he like, yeah. Does he become like some kind of hero or villain? I, I believe so. Okay. I know he's in the comics. He's not a made-up character. Okay. Uh, I believe he... An, not anti-hero, but he kind of just floats. Okay. Um, I... In a way, like... I know someone... One of my buddies um, was like... They didn't even, like... The villains literally showed up and killed themselves. Like, they are like, what that's dumb and i'm like in a way i kind of don't think they killed themselves i always kind of like believe by them living in this light dimension the nor dimension physically they are not people walking around so do you think that najma and her friend are alive no i think they are dead but like I because just what Najma said of of I I can make it through is that to me leads it to believe like yes in fact they 100 percent are dead I think she's dead but like their the energy is like absorbed into this light whatever and hence it got transferred to Kamran like I 
I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's almost like they don't die. They just kind of like their energy just gets absorbed. I mean, they're dead, but she's not going to appear again. She's but, 100% dead because we saw skeleton bones. Yeah, that was pretty those. for the pretty rough. Like, them that's, melting. That's a, that's a choice right there to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, so, you could have just made them disintegrate or like poof. turn to air. But no, you decided to burn their skin and show bones turning to dust. Yeah. Which has been a theme because they did that. In you, know, you know what that's from, right, Brian? I mean, I've Raiders seen of the, Raiders of the I Lost Ark. I was going to say, I've seen that in multiple, I was thinking of multiple things like Raiders that. Raiders of the Lost Ark, when in the first movie of the Nazis, their skin melts off their bodies and their bones. I was thinking, doesn't it happen in The Mummy too? Uh, oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think That's it was. I was well, I think in a, a version, yeah. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was another indie reference because in indie, the Nazis, their their skin melts away, and then they essentially just like, yeah. I mean, go that to dust. You know? Of the guy in his face. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, I think essentially her essence is now in Comron, like in a way. So, I don't think well, so. What? Like, like she still lives through him? I, I mean, I don't want to use the term lives because I don't think she's going to be coming back to life. I, I, I think it's more so just her ability. Her, like, maybe her, like, legacy, the family, the family tree, or I don't know how to describe it either, but whatever happened, she transferred something from yeah. herself to him. Yeah. And maybe that's something that the the Noor can do. Uh, but she clearly knew what she was doing. She knew that she was sacri sacrificing herself for her son and giving up whatever she had for him. A hundred percent. She knew and, she was going to die. Yeah. And I, maybe, maybe she didn't know uh, what, like what was going to happen to him, like that he was going to get these abilities, but she clear, like you said, she clearly knew that she was going in. It was a one-way trip, but she was doing it for him. Yeah. Um, or maybe she just flat out believed that she can get through. I mean, I don't know. It's. I uh, yeah I. I I don't think I mean I fully believe she thought that she was going to die when she walked into it, which again very much similar of. Uh, Harry Potter in the sense of the veil and just oh, yeah. walk in and die. Um, but I think, I think it overall, like I'm very curious to see, I don't know again, new property. Don't really know. I don't know if Comron has those powers in the comics or if that's a new thing. So I'm curious to see, I mean, I could easily just look it up, but um, yeah, Vapion. She said she can close it, which she kind of did, and she didn't. She almost kind of like. I mean, I'm not 100. percent I agree with Andy here for sure. Oh, like, 100. She, she that that sob deserved to die the most horrible death she could possibly die. Yeah, you know, but seemed like she did. <laughs> didn't didn't. I just see he's, half he's of upside, chicken, He's upside chicken, down. I just see half a chicken leg. Uh, what a turd. What a... It's funny. 
It's like his mom. What a turd. God, never, this episode is so fire that I have fire trucks now going down my street. <laughs> Again. Um, it's I, I I mean I'm interested to so the whole power aspect of all whether it's adapted the same in the comics. Look, we know with superheroes and supervillains, for the most part, a hero and a villain or two or three, their powers sometimes are almost identical. Yeah. Right? Captain America, Winter Soldier, they're very similar until he came he became good, obviously. You have Iron Man with many, many versions of characters who have the same technology. It only makes sense for Miss Marvel to have someone who has the same ability as her, being that they're from a different dimension, and you know uh, that power is kind of embraced through there. So, I mean, it's interesting. I love the color of it, by the way. That like green blue. I think oh, it's a really okay. cool addition. I just looked it up. It is a hundred percent. He is a hundred percent a villain. No, not a villain, but like oh, okay. the power type thing. Is, oh, it's straight from the comic books. It's a straight, like, here, look. Okay, here. well, Vapion just said it It seems close to the comics, which is... Which Literally, is like... Oh, that's cool. I would love to see that. That's cool. He's, he's straight up, like... It would be pretty cool to see, like, his energy source be too powerful to where it kind of overloads him. Yeah, it's... That would be interesting. Does he have a name? Other than Comron? No, just An Kamran. alias? No. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have, like, a villain name or anything? No, no dual identity, just literally Comron. That's a bummer. Maybe they'll give him an... Oh, wait, Maybe. Terrigen Mist? Wait a second, hold on. He's unpacked and he was exposed to the Terrigen Mist and activated his... <gasps> oh my god, that's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. status. Andy, you know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, he clearly has in some capacity... Oh, so here's the powers. Enter entire body emits a glowing bluish white energy stored with his energy. Comron can channel the energy by discharging it as a shock or transfer. So obviously they're not going they're not going the Inhumans route. I know Gordon just mentioned in the chat they're not going to go the Inhumans route just because we know officially now that they're not connected in any way. Yeah. They're just different beings from a different dimension. Or mm -hmm. at least Comron and Kamala, they uh, are half of the of the Jin. So. Um, I'm interested to see where his powers go and, and what that means and how he kind of adapts to them, if he's going to be a foe or if he's going to be a friend. Um, but I, I think it's a good little twist. You know, obviously his mother wasn't going to be around forever, no. uh, but Comron was kind of being set up as someone who could be around for a while. Uh, so I like the addition of him kind of getting the powers from that, being that they're both from the same dimension. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious how, how jealous this makes Bruno, though, if I'm being honest. I mean Brian. Brian, whatever. Same name. Well, Same now name. now he actually knows his name is Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think that they're gonna end up being like a little band of friends that work together and have their own like little like neighborhood. Like Team Arrow. What? Like Team Arrow and Team Flash. Yeah, kind of like it just like this little friend group that like helps each or other. Or Team Smallville. T Team Smallville. There you sure. go. Sure. Um, but yeah, I could, and Bruno's going to be like the man in the chair, you know, the tech guy. And then you're going to have Kamala being the head of it. And then Kamran probably will be out there helping in some capacity. I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's fun. I do enjoy in a sense. 
not knowing things from the comics because like this like him getting those powers like i wasn't expecting and then now looking at that being like oh sweet it's it's a thing from the comics and it's gonna be a thing so yeah i'm interested i'm very interested to see how they go about it because like you said this is an inhuman thing that again so they're probably just going to be more of this nor dimension light power that is in this group of people so this is interesting though uh that he's just straight up has powers it doesn't need the bangle yeah she oh she straight up sent whatever because the mom didn't seem to have powers like that no like, we would have seen them for sure yeah she so, used what was her she what did she use as a weapon she used that, um, like, that spear thing that yeah yeah that, yeah that's what it was yeah so no she definitely didn't have powers yeah um i mean unless you count like each one's weapon as a power but i don't count that it seemed like they each had an ability as far as using the weapons but yeah i don't know if uh, it's it definitely felt like the bangle was the only option, but now he's he's obviously the different the different breed of them. He has the ability to use it, and I'm interested in learning how he's able to. Does he like take energy and light from around him to use it? Um, I do have a question for you though, Brian, because the second that he and Bruno got together, or not the second, but pretty quickly afterwards. Like, damage control was, like, on them. Like, within a second. I'm interested in how that is actual... Like, were they tracking? He might be tracked in some way. Yeah, like, maybe they were kind of just waiting back to see where he was led or leading to. Uh, But it seemed like they were just there within a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, they didn't seem to be... I mean, it's not like they're going to have drones flying around neighborhoods, monitoring neighborhoods without like people noticing if 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 i knew someone was the government was flying drones constantly around to check on like people are going to freak out so like they clearly seem to have kind of like known maybe where he is or maybe even like maybe they know kamala's some attachment and they they know Bruno, so they just had one there, uh, monitoring Bruno in general. I tend to think that he's being trapped in some. Yeah, like they life. they almost like let him go. Yeah, in some way or another, like they know where he is. Makes sense. Um, so, not, I'm also shocked that she didn't end up with two bracelets, bangles after. Well, I mean, the only the way that she would have d- had to do it is if she took the one off of her grandmother. I know. I thought that's what was going to happen. Like, but if she took the so then we're then then we're dealing with the whole time travel, screwing with with existence type of stuff, like Back to the Future style things of taking one thing from the past. How does it affect the future and the present and the past? Like, then it just opens up a whole can of worms that we don't want to get into. They kind of did that in a way. I mean, I mean, did they? Did they, though? Because we learned that the entire time she didn't actually go back in time and change time. It was always supposed to happen that way. 
it was always supposed to have her go back and save her grandmother. It was always her. It wasn't her grandma or great grandmother or anybody else. We learned that it was always Kamala. So if she took the bracelet, then it would have completely just blown things out of proportion. We would have had infinite numbers of multiverses break in front of us. Again. Yeah. My brain. Just saying. Another one of these conversations. That's what I'm saying. Like that we we learned about it in Endgame when Hulk was talking to the ancient one. Um there's it's okay, it's an alarm in the background. Uh when Hulk is talking to the ancient one about pulling stones right from the past and the present, but we have to place it back exactly where it was before. Same thing goes for a bangle. Uh, Same thing goes for a bangle. So yeah. just saying. No, I think you're right. That makes sense. I don't know. Where did who was it? Andy said I think someone said, does she still have to wear the bit? I think she does. This one. Does she still need to wear the bracelet though? I thought that he said it unlocked her inhuman norness. So comes from I think at some point there's a good chance we'll see her not use the bracelet. Probably. Um, but I think for right now, I think it's she like because I guess the best example is that when Aisha died, we saw her we saw her eyes turn purple and use the abilities without the bracelet. Yeah. Right? So it's it's possible, but that was the first time Aisha used used her abilities without the bangle on her hand, on her wrist. Um so maybe there has to be some moment that kind of like unlocks it to where you know a family member in trouble or major focus or something like that. But I do think at some point the bangle will either be put to the side or destroyed and she's going to have to adapt and, and fully embrace her nor to use the abilities that she does have. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'd be curious if they ever take away the bangle because that is such a big part of her costume and character. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, because this whole entire show has been slowly building up her, like, final suit, essentially. I mean, we, we saw... The necklace. Yeah, the necklace. We saw the bang. The red dagger. Uh, the, scarf. the scarf. The jacket. The mask. Uh, am I forgetting anything? I mean, she's had her tennis on the whole time. I was going to say her tennis shoes have been there the whole time. Yeah. But she she's slowly like adding to her, which I think is awesome. I love that they're doing that. I think it's so cool because you don't see stuff like that. Um, it's just very interesting. I, I think the bangle is going to be around for a while. Like it's going to be part of her to the point where I wouldn't be surprised if they just never, she's just never taking it off. It's just, I think it's going to be a Thor meal nor situation. Probably. I think we, I think we talked about this where, uh, from what we understood, he needed to use his powers, but the second it's gone, destroyed, lost, whatever. Yeah, He's not the God of hammers. He's the God of thunder. Yeah. And I think at some point that'll, that'll happen with her. Uh, I don't think she'll need it forever. Um, but I think for right now, because she's still only 16, like, yeah, you know, we're going to have plenty of time with yeah, her. She's had her powers for like a week. 
Yeah, like I, I think you know she's probably gonna have it through the Marvels, um, and maybe at the end of the Marvels it's broken or lost or stolen or something, and then she really has to learn how to use it, or maybe that's why she's with uh, Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau is to learn how to uh, embrace herself and channel her powers or whatever, you know? I mean, there's definitely all kinds of crazy possibilities. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think we'll see it for a little bit, a little bit. And at some point I do think the bangle will go away. I think the bangle at some point will probably end up being destroyed and then she'll have to learn to be her without it. Yeah. I'm curious. I don't think that'll be for a while though. Watch it just happen next episode. I know. That would be... No, she has to have her complete look at least once. So, um... Do it... I'm interested now in... Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. What, if she has the bangle during... In just... any kind of promo images, if, she, if the bangle is on. Yeah, the bangle's on in literally our thumbnail. Yeah, it is on. Okay. I'm uh, trying to see if there's one where it's not on. I've been looking to see if there's been a promo image with two of them. I've only seen the one. Uh, yeah, it's definitely on everywhere. Even in concept art, it's on. Yeah. Um, one thing I believe you said as well as me. I know I'm wrong. I don't know if you said it about uh, mom knowing what's going on. Oh, we were totally wrong. Okay. I, didn't, I couldn't totally remember wrong. what you thought, but yeah, we were I was totally completely wrong, at least on that. I thought mom ha- would have some sort of idea, and she had no freaking clue. It just it it almost felt like she wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, the I way that the that. grandma was kind of speaking, and then the way that she reacted is, I think her her mother. It almost felt like her mother had so much regret and, um, not anger, but just like frustration towards Aisha. That she wanted to know or hear nothing about their family past. And so her grandmother was essentially just like, all right, if you don't want to know, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. Um, but I, I mean, it's like it was pretty interesting to see her react to the way that she did when she saw Kamala using her uh, powers. Um, and like, oh, you're you're the light girl. And I was I was honestly expecting kind of much more like crazy reaction, but I think uh, I think her spending time in Pakistan back with her grandmother uh, kind of made it a little bit more relaxed. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it was time for her to find out. I thought it was a, a well timed process for her finding out about Kamala. Yeah, and mom didn't seem to like freak out either. It was just kind of just like I knew stuff was happening like not to this scale but like she didn't like freak out and i think she kind of just like accepted what was going on i mean i'm sure she'll still be like a nervous wreck that her daughter's gonna be out yeah like how is she how is that woman gonna let her daughter be a superhero that's my big question is how is that woman gonna let her daughter go out in the middle of the night and fight crime yeah um yeah i mean she was freaking out when she didn't pick up her phone that was yeah. so funny the like you mean the i've spyware. had spyware on my phone this whole time and no one's told me how to you mean spyware it. for parents yeah exactly right. i my mom doesn't watch this i have her phone tracked just so i can know make sure she's okay that's exactly like what kamala's mom does so it made me laugh um 
trying to think whatever. Uh, doesn't seem like we're going to see... Um, oh, crap. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, the one that gave her the scarf. Red Dagger? Yeah, but what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it. But This is the first show that I've struggled with the names. It's just like... Well, there's, we've met so many characters. Uh, uh, there's like Kareem, 10 different characters. Kareem. So. Kareem. Kareem, yes. yes. Ara, uh, Aramis Knight plays Kareem. Yes. Um, doesn't seem like we will be seeing him going with them to uh, the United States. No, but we'll see him again at some point. Oh, 100%. Um, we'll definitely see him again. I just don't know when. Uh, the Red Daggers obviously play a pretty big role uh, in this fight with the Noor or alliance with the Noor, however you want to see it. Um, but it's cool that they kind of had this parting gift and he gave her the scarf that's so massively important to her ultimate costume. So. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's literally in every single photo. Like, I mean, it's the thing that's dangling around her all the time. Um yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything other that was big. Hmm, not really. I mean, well, I, oh, here's a question: What do you think is going to happen next? Like, do you think? I think it's. Do you think damage control is going to be revealed to be something else? I think it's think honestly going to be used to almost set up the marbles i think it will too 100 like i almost like no i don't think maybe like blatantly but i think the post credit scene of this show is 1000 percent gonna be everything marvels well here's my thing i think that it's going to set up a lot of things i think it's I've been saying it from day one. I think that this is going to probably set up secret invasion in some capacity. I bet you. Well, if they're scrolls, then yes. I bet you that it, in some capacity, they will be revealed as scrolls, not scrolls, scrolls, um, which that will be a portion of the episode dealing with damage control. And then you're going to have the setup of the Marvels. However, that plays out um and that's going to probably be the majority of your episode is like they're obviously going to be fighting damage control they're going to put them off in in some way to make them leave them alone or it's open-ended to the point where like it literally leads into secret invasion um or deals with the marvels essentially i think we'll see the mar i think uh whatever we i think anything marvels will be probably the post-credit scene probably or maybe or maybe the very end of the episode um if it's scrolls related like if they are in fact in the final episode then i think then we'll probably see it earlier um i don't know why i feel like Cameron and Bruno are going to be captured and she's going to have to save them is kind of what I'm like feeling like. Uh, Cause I, personally, sense. I don't, I don't see them getting out of what happened at the end of that episode. 
Um, no, I know Cameron has powers, but they're brand new, and yeah. he doesn't know like what's going on. Um, so it it very much feels like it might kind of be in like a, you know, Prison Break style episode where she's trying to save them. And maybe that opens up the ideas of scrolls, or maybe it's just straight up damage control. I don't know. Um, maybe they sh when she's trying to rescue them, the bracelet has some weird reaction to the scrolls being around. And maybe that. What if it like around them, the scrolls can't stay in their transformed thing? So, do you still believe it's connected to the scrolls somehow? Because I don't. What? Damage control? No, the bangle. Um, Not in the sense of, like, it's connected to the scrolls. I think it is going to, like, I think the show more is going to connect to the scrolls more than the bangle itself is going to connect to the scrolls. I, I mean, we still don't really know what this bracelet is just kind of like or bangle is just like we don't know what the rings are well no. i wanted to bring up john's comment he said could the 10 rings be the missing bangle no because um well i mean i'm not ever gonna say no but in my opinion i think they're probably from a different dimension or the same dimension and they're just another artifact slash weapon slash uh cool piece I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it is in some way connected story-wise to a scroll or a key type. I think it's related for sure. Thing. It's definitely related. I don't, you, I'm not going to say that it's of Cree origin or scroll origin. I do think that <clears throat> those two, that the rings and the bangle probably have been made, let's say in contact with said alien race at some point so I mean maybe I'm not sorry my mom just dropped a freaking bomb um, and now Gabby just texted me too um <laughs> but um you're good brian i think we covered everything no I, think, I, would, I, think... I do think that there is some history with between either the scrolls or the kree to the ten rings or the bangle i do think that well there's, i mean there's at some point those races had some connection with those well, I mean, we kind of already got that in that episode when we saw Aisha found, find the bangle. It was on a blue arm in a room that had the ten rings on the floor. So it kind of already, in a way, is connected. Um, we just don't know how. It's clear that the bangle and the ten rings, or wherever the ten rings are from, are connected in some capacity. Whether it's the Kree, the scroll, I'm not sure. But if that one scene alone guarantees that it's all connected in some capacity, right? The bangle is from a different dimension. The Ten Rings, according to the Shang-Chi Shang post-credit scene, are a metal that aren't known to this universe uh, because Captain Marvel's never seen it outside of Earth. 
and uh, Mr. Bruce Banner has never seen it as far as an element on Earth. Um, so they're clearly connected. We just don't know how. We don't know how the story is going to wrap back around. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Maybe that's how they. That's maybe that's how Kamala gets on their radar. Is they kind of get a bleep of the bangle being used, and it's similar to what the Ten Rings energy is. And now they're tracking it kind of around the world, and that's when Carol gets involved, or you know, Wong. Um, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Wong. I, pop Wong's I would not be surprised right now. I think he's huh. he's probably taking a little bit of a break after. The, oh, because of multiverse of magic. The BS that he's still he's still the Sorcerer Supreme. He can't take True. no break. Cannot take no break. Um, yeah, see, like what Andy said. Uh, Carol didn't know anything about the Ten Rings. The signal it was putting out at the end of Shang Chi. It's putting out a signal. It was like it was like bleeping, yeah. right? So, what if now they're tracking similar things, and when Kamala goes full Miss Marvel and starts using that thing all over the place, they track her down, and that's when Carol becomes involved, or Bruce Banner, or whoever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think so it's it's that's probably what's going to happen. Is they're one hundred percent related. We just don't know how. It, it's it's just that agree. simple. Yeah, I it, completely it's agree. really it's just uh, the chance that we see Carol. I'm gonna give it a 75 percent chance because I think there's probably a chance we actually see Monica Rambeau before we see Carol Danvers. I will give it 75 percent. 75 percent, by the way, is a huge number. Huge. I'm gonna go number 85 percent. You just had to one up me, didn't you? Oh, I was going to go 80. And I was like, that's basically saying the same as him. Because uh, we don't know where Carol however, is. She's I off in space somewhere. I will say this. I don't know if I'm willing to bet that she is physically going to be seen. But maybe some type of message gets to her because i mean kamala would freak out either way if she's just like kamala i need to see you she'd be like what like it, she doesn't need to like literally be maybe in some haste of fleeing damage control she gets some device i don't freaking know but i would not be surprised if she isn't physically there but like somehow communicates with her you i are probably more correct because it would make sense like for monica to show up for monica to be it and just be like hey i need your help with something in space or whatever and like a la it leads but um yeah i don't know that's a good question it's one of those two it's i'll be i'm curious i mean watch it watch it be nick fury I know the last time we saw him, he's going into space, but like more Talos. Like I, I just, I, I, I like what Andy said. Right? Is you know, I've it. The show's done such a great job of of keeping a focus on Kamala, but it feels right for Carol to show up. I 100% agree with that. But I said it earlier on the show, uh, in a couple episodes ago. I don't want the moment between Carol and Kamala to be short. I don't want it to be, you know. Uh, just a moment that's run over to make sure that she's in the show because meeting Carol is going to be such an important moment for the character of Kamala Khan. See, meeting now, her face to face. I don't want it to be 
Oh, oh, okay, cool. Like, See, and, and then we move on. And that's why I think it'll be more of like a hologram type. I don't know, just whatever. Because I could absolutely see it being like a. You remember when Aunt May finds out that he's Spider Man and she's just like, yeah. holy, and it cuts. Yeah. I could absolutely see her like broadcasting a message, her just being like, okay. And then like the second Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel like goes to Pierce, she just goes, holy. And it just like cuts to some funny ending. Like, I could absolutely sing that where it's just like, I don't, I a hundred percent agree with you that I would be shocked if it's like, hi, I'm Carol. Nice to meet you. And then just like cuts. Cuts off, goes to black. It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, it, possible. anything's possible. It could literally just be like, hi, I'm, I'm Carol Danvers. I know who you are. Good. I have, I have, something i need help with and then it just literally right there i could see that too there's a lot of possibilities as the church bells go off we'll see man it's so. there's next week's it's very important very very yeah. important so and then you have you won't get to see us for marvel rewind no fandom lorian jake's we're not gonna, that long it's not that long jake's gonna have free time that he's not gonna know what to do with I mean, he has a lot of it's, it's is, literally but... it's literally the perfect timing with the wedding to have all this stuff off. <laughs> it's such Marvel perfect ever, timing. Doesn't She-Hulk like start like right around the time of it? too? She-Hulk starts the week after. <laughs> perfect. Great. No yeah. honeymoon straight back into Marvel Rewind. Yeah. But uh, that's going to end it for us in this episode. Episode number five in our Miss Marvel series of the Marvel Rewind. Jake, where can the good people find you? Qui-Gon Jake, two ends because someone else took it before I did. Uh, here, multiple times a week, um, Marvel Rewind, Apocalypse Now. If you, if you haven't checked out yesterday's episode, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had Sean Wingblade from the Flick and Reel channel, and then uh, our buddy Dom Brown, who has joined us multiple times on the channel, talking uh, our favorite movies of 2022 so far. And then um, a certain point of view as well, uh, which is um, you know Schmodown related chat. And, uh, you know, someone, uh, uh, excuse me, a channel where we talk about everything that is the movie trivia showdown. Um, it is coming to a close, unfortunately, but we had a great discussion personally uh, about what is going on with that and why maybe those decisions were made and what's going to be happening over the next couple months. Um, so go check it out. Uh, would love for you to check that out if you have not already. We had, a, like I said, an incredible discussion between the four of us, and we can't wait to see how the, uh, the showdown finishes things up. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere that he is. So, uh, be a Volcino on Twitter. Oh, the Whiskey Jedi, too. The Whiskey oh, Jedi. Yeah. And that, too. I'm not on that one. Everything else, though. You've been on one episode, Brian. Have I? That's debatable. Uh, there's video proof. There's video <laughs> proof. Well, until then, we'll see. And after about. happy hour this month, you're going to be drinking whiskey with me on that show. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Be a Volcino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. We'll be here next week for the season finale of Miss Marvel and the Marvel Rewind. As always, stay safe. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>